Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Hump Day. It is Wednesday. Hope everyone is having a great week so far. I am so exhausted. I spent the morning just climaxing with Theo. And we are all humped out. Wow. And is due, could he make it into the studio today to celebrate this glorious occasion? No, Theo is actually booked and busy. Today, I'm doing a partnership with Amazon Pups. They have like, you know, so much good shit at Amazon. This is not sponsored. I mean, I'm going to be doing sponsored content, but this particular segment is not sponsored. Um, and they're literally throwing Theo a party. So he's like getting ready. He's relaxing. He, like the event is going to be, they have like a ball throwing station, treat station. Like he, it's literally his bark mitzvah and he's just preparing. And he didn't want to invite his auntie or his best friend, Bruce. Uh, we, would his best friend, Bruce, fly in for his bark mitzvah? 1000%. We didn't know oh, Theo didn't, was hosting a party. Yeah, no, um, he is. Bruce loves a party. Bruce does love a party. I'm going to see if um, Magnolia can make it. Oh, she probably can't, but she'll appreciate the invitation. Yeah, I'm all about last minute invitations. Margo, if you're watching this, text me. Uh, okay, well, that's really exciting Theo news that I didn't expect for today, that he's throwing himself a soiree. It's going to be the event of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, I'm sure it is. Will there be any 100%. other pups there? Is Butters going to come? Mystery, anyone? I didn't invite anyone from the dog walking crew because Theo very much likes to keep like his camp friends and his school friends separate. Um, but there will be plenty of dogs there. We had like a call about it yesterday. Um, and they were telling me like the down low on the event. And it's literally dog central. Theo's so fucking excited. Are they famous dogs or nobodies? So it's like definitely like a media influencer event. So some of the dogs are famous and some of the dog's owners are like influencers and content creators. Got it. And do you think any are like you and Theo that where you're both famous? We are a unique blend. I don't know. There's not many like us. No, there's real. No, I guess a lot of influencers have made their dogs part of their shtick. Not as much as not we have. as much as we have. Like these two have their own podcast. Let me um, let me ask you something. Do I look any different? Did you get a haircut? I did. Yesterday? Wow, that feels like forever I, ago when I watched that I story. I know. I got a haircut yesterday. I cut three inches. And I know everyone's like, I, and I hate to be like, pick me Kendall Jenner energy. But like, it feels so short. But like, I had to do it. You don't understand how like, when I get off of stage, I have to literally shave the back of my neck because it's in it. Like, it's in just one big knot. My hair was just like so heavy. And it was making me like so sweaty. And I feel so much lighter. My hair took me like half the time today. So it's just like, these are the sacrifices we make for beauty. And it looks the same. Wow. 
I I don't know what's worse, like being told like I spent all this money to look the same or being like, oh, it's so different because either one of them will trigger me. Right. So I guess I'm just going to go with honesty, which is like, yeah, that's always the best policy. Great. Maybe there's like a little more bounce and hair grows back. I try not to get too attached when I'm getting a haircut because like it'll be back. For sure. But like when you're a girly who's like best feature is best and only feature is her hair. Um, you put a lot of stock into it, especially when you use your hair, obviously, as hair, but you use it also as like a security blanket, a chin cover. Like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot riding on my hair. But do you think that now that you're the snatchler, there was less pressure for this haircut? No. I'm still like deeply attached to my hair and I have been since seriously the seventh grade. You should get a bob. Well, what did I say I would get a bob? Oh, if... uh. Brendan Fraser doesn't at least get nominated for an Oscar. I will be getting a bob. Even though I feel like I have a bob right now. <laughs> no, my hair is grossly long right now. I'm getting a haircut next week. I'm so excited. You don't have like a new hair girly in Florida, do you? You're waiting till you come back to New York. Yeah, no, I haven't even embarked on looking for someone yet. I don't cut my hair often enough that I really need to. I maybe yeah. do it twice a year. So like I'll be in New York twice a year. That way, one less thing I have to do down here. You know what I did have to do yesterday? I'm trying to get my learner's permit. And down here, you have to take a four-hour drug and alcohol course about the dangers of drunk driving. And I'm shook to the core. Like, they make you, like, you have to read all this stuff and you have to sit there for four hours. You can't get to the next part until you've gone through, until you spent enough time with each segment. And this is compelling stuff. They're also, like, yeah. so fucking mean and shady about, like, people who just drink in general. They're, As they they're should, like, oh. even the dullest person, like, wouldn't want to put, like, a toxin into their body and, and call that fun. I'm well, like, yeah, me, I, I'm actually <laughs> so here for this course. I think a lot of people need to take it, including Sam Hunt. Um, who else just got by? Tiffany Haddish. Bella Hadid, who else? Like literally every celebrity on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to, I had to do one of those like before going to college and they like, it's like timed and they make you sit. They know if you don't actually do the the little quiz. It is fucking torture. And you know what? It's so torturous. It kind of makes me want to drink and drive. No. Just to spite the state, no. you know, just to spite the college board. It's so terrifying. And good. Honestly, I'm scared straight. Not that I had any desire. I don't really drink and I don't really drive, but right. I I don't think I will ever. Like it's so scary. And even they're talking about like one drink, how it impairs your judgment. You guys, if you are someone who thinks that they can drink and drive, like don't do it. Don't do it. No, by the way, like obviously getting drunk and driving is a big no-no, but I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, I only had one glass of wine. I'm, I, I'm totally fine to drive. And people think I'm such a narc, but like I will not, like just Uber. Like what's the big no, deal? Even like one drink, it impairs like your reaction. It delays your reaction time down to just, even if it's a second or two off, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's it could be the that's difference all it takes between in a car life crash. and death. And also yeah. they were showing us all these cases of drunk drivers who got in accidents and like the drivers are fine. The drunk drivers. Yeah. But the other people died. The drivers are now in jail. Like this 20 year old yeah. cheerleader. She killed a pedestrian Ooh. and now she's like, and now I'm in jail. Ooh. Yeah. No, by the way, um, that I feel like is more often than not what happens. Like, because you're the one driving recklessly, like using other people as 
collateral. Yeah. So it was I not to start off the show on such a no, but like note. I just feel like everyone needs to be reminded about the dangers of drunk driving. Hundred, especially if you're going to be driving like me one day. God willing. God willing. I did schedule my permit test. It's not for a few weeks because that was the first available appointment. But have you started practicing? No, we. I have to finish this course and then I'll start my uh, practice exams. Here, let me do a, t- a test question for you. Okay. When the light is red, what do you do? Well, we haven't learned that yet, so <laughs> oh. <laughs> you stop. Very good. Even though the questions are low key hard on that test. Oh my god! And it's they like, make up who yields when the yielder yeah. needs to yield. Yeah. <laughs> and they dead ass make up scenarios that literally never happen to you when you're driving. No, or it's like scenarios that are so uh, remote, like. There are certain symbols that you probably will never see if you don't live in like Ever. certain parts of the country, like icy bridge or whatever. Right. And they're like, what does that mean? You know what that, like those obscure road signs remind me of? What? I wonder if you know what I'm going to say. The most iconic film of all time that I reference here probably once a year. It's not one of my like go-to references, but we do a segment on it at least once a year. I'm listening. Come on, you don't know what I'm talking about? Have I seen know? it? I think so. Is it uh, like The Children? That movie you made huh? us watch for Toast Movie of the Week. <laughs> no. It's a comedy. It's so funny about a family road trip. Oh, RV. Yes! yes! If you guys have never seen RV, <laughs> it is Robin Williams' best work. Also, it's just like a weirdly star-studded cast. The daughter is played by JoJo. Get out, leave right now. She sings Route 66 at the end. Uh, the mom is played by like the most annoying mom, like wife character from Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's her name? Cheryl. Cheryl Hines. I was going to say that too, but now I'm thinking that's a different girl. No, it's Cheryl. The blonde yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like you will audibly cackle. Cackle. It's not my favorite family road trip movie. What is? We're the Millers. You know, I walked out of the theater. I love that movie. By the way, that's like a a generally beloved film. It's really, it holds up. 100%. So anyways, don't drink and drive, especially if you're going on a road trip, but especially for anything, don't do it. Don't. And, And yeah. Now I'm going to have that same energy that you have about it. I have been scared straight. Good, good. I've been scared straight. Sorry, I forgot like the one thing I wanted to come on here and say is after you berated me endlessly, I finally watched Untold, the Manti Teo story. Um, and at first, I think maybe you like hyped it up like a little too For much sure. about how like depressing it was because I was like, no, this is definitely sad. But I wasn't like bereft, you know, left on the side of the road clutching my pearls. However, towards the end, I was so bereft I was on the side of the road clutching my pearls I was so upset and so angry um and I actually shed a tear um just like at that final moment so much of the documentary was about Renata who was clearly an unwell person um and I wasn't really interested at all in hearing what they had to say, like their reasoning, you know, uh, their motivation, uh, the delusion, thinking that uh, they were helpful in winning football games from across, you know, a cell phone. However, um, and so I thought like we were going to get like more. Is it Renata? 
Renaya. Renaya, sorry. I thought we were going to get more Renaya like content towards the end and like maybe they wanted us to feel bad for them. I did not no. for one moment feel bad. I felt bad for Manti having to listen to Renaya's music and then post about it on his Twitter. That's what I felt bad for. But I did not feel bad one iota for Renaya. Renaya is clearly unwell. Really unwell. And I didn't even feel like Renaya learned her lesson. Like, I didn't really feel the true remorse. And then when Manti was like, I forgive Renaya, I'm like, Manti, like, you don't have to. It's fine. No, we, like, we don't forgive don't, her. We don't. I never don't. would. I never could. And like, this we, person just came into your life and for no stole reason. from you. And no, and stole everything that you've worked your whole life for. And for no reason other than their own selfish gains. Yeah. Wait, and then also it made me think because like when the end, I think what really got to him like wasn't even so much the loss of potential was just the way he was like endlessly mocked by the world when he's clearly someone who comes from a family with like a lot of respect for themselves and he had a lot of respect and they respected faith and hard work and like all like the decent pillars of humanity. And then just to become a joke, I think he was so upset by how that affected his family. Um... And I thought that was interesting that that's what he kind of was left with. And it made me think, not that they're at all similar, but like there were a lot of people who believed that Manti was in on the hoax. And let's just, and he wasn't, but let's just say for argument's sake that he was. He still didn't deserve, you know, the cartoons made about him, the memes made, like it was horrible. Like the way you would have thought he was a murderer. Like that's, that's what, yeah, that's how you treat murderers. And it just made me think of, the story we spoke about yesterday about that girl, Sumner Stroh, who is like out here uh, making videos about Adam Levine and like on TikTok, she's being mocked endlessly. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, have I been like laughing at some of the content? Yes. Um, but it's just like the way like the entire internet will galvanize against a person, whether they're in the wrong or not, like is so mean and it's so unethical. And like that type of shit and that type of treatment is like really what makes people suicidal. Like it's not okay. Yeah. Not that the two situations are even remotely similar. It was just on my mind because we had spoken about it yesterday. And like at the end of the day, whatever you think about the affair, like this is just a girl. Like she's a girl in L.A. Like she's 25 years old. Like just give her a break. Yeah. You well, know? We're, we'll talk about that story today. So uh, that would be interesting if your perspective has changed based I mean, on this documentary. If I'm like giving my opinion on the situation of like married men, my opinion hasn't changed. But just on the Internet's reaction to it that has changed. But let me just really quickly go back to the Manti Teo thing. I thought that the guys from Deadspin, and I don't really know much about Deadspin. I just know that they're like, they give like Gawker energy. Yeah, I think they might've been owned by Gawker at one time because they use like the same font. But I really felt like the two guys who they had in the documentary who were responsible for uncovering the hoax, like weren't coming at Manti from a bad place. And they were even surprised how it went so negative. And what the fuck was with all the homophobia? Like that was fucking random. Yeah. And like, I kind of loved the documentary, like putting all these still popular and relevant news media people from all these different channels, like putting them on blast and like they're being low key fucking homophobic. Like, first of all, what's with the jump to gay? I hate when people like use sexuality like as an insult, like and like if they they think some they thought at the time that Manti did something like crazy for and like thirsty for attention. So like, why it got to be gay? Like, wh why is that your logical next step and like jump to conclusion is homosexuality? Like the whole thing just had like a really well, kind of. Just because Renaya was a man. 
Oh. That's why, like. I thought it was because, like, oh, he was pretending to have a girlfriend, so he must be gay. No, I think it was like he was pretending this was a girlfriend, but it was really a boyfriend, and he knew. Oh. I think that's Okay, well, was. that's a little bit more logical, but still, it doesn't justify, like, even openly gay. They had Anderson Cooper on there. Like, it's like sexuality is something that's supposed to be protected, like, and you're not supposed to out someone. Like, it was just the whole thing felt so fucking icky. Yeah, it's so crazy when you watch back documentaries, and this one is pretty recent history, yeah. and how the media gets stuff so wrong, and it just makes you wonder like what they're getting wrong today. Now. Because it's not like they've changed. Like It's they, the same people. Okay, so they wouldn't do that interview with Britney Spears the way they did it then. Like the, They're not making like the exact same mirror image errors, but it's always the media like being nasty it's so true like all these documentaries years later also um the moment that really got to me that like choked me the fuck up was his interview on katie couric um where his parents like sat down and it was just like these are just like normal good people who are like their whole lives like they just you know they love their community and they love their church and like like they did everything right and so did he like he was really like a pillar in his community even when he went to Notre Dame and he's like a fish out of water and he still like rose to the occasion he's just like a good good person and it's not like he did anything malicious he didn't do anything wrong you Mm -hmm. know and then this just happened to him no and then like the thing that really upset me was like he was just getting dragged and people weren't believing him because he had a girlfriend for three years that he didn't meet, which like is like a weird thing to do. Um, and so he was then put on blast for like kind of being weird. You know what I mean? And that's like yeah. embarrassing. There were just so many levels. And the thing I was not expecting was Dr. Phil. Uh, the way I would take a bullet for Dr. Phil, I think he's the most precious gem of a man. And the, at the end of the day, like it all comes back to Dr. Phil. Yeah, no, he cracked the case wide open. He did. Like, when he got Renaya to do her, like, female voice, I was shook. Because I was also thinking, I'm like, who the fuck is leaving these voicemails? But there was two things that really confused me. The first was the girl who actually was in the photos as Lanaya. Her name was, like, Diane or something. Mm -hmm. When the Mantis Teo story broke of, like, him losing his girlfriend and his grandmother on the same day they had pictures of the girlfriend deadspin was pulling those pictures like did that girl not see that and be like hey i'm alive i had the same question and then the second thing was like under i need to know more about like under what circumstances she sent that photo with like the red writing on the piece of paper and like the gang sign or no, not like gang okay sign, but when he got that photo i was like what the fuck like naya must be a, you know photoshop s- wizard photoshop face queen yeah but then when Diane explained how it came through, it made sense. Like, people do stuff like that on the yes. internet. Like, we're trying to get, like, you know, we're making a collage for my friend who's sick, and we want everyone's picture, like, saying, get well soon. And then Renaya could write whatever she wanted on there. Yeah. And, like, honestly, it's pretty fucking genius. No, it was so crazy. Like, the whole, I just, I just love Manti. Like, And you know what I want to know? Who sent that first tip to Deadspin? Yes. Yes. I mean, people were talking about it. There was like a few tweets. Like it might have been people in the community, maybe back in Hawaii. Like there were like people who knew about it. I don't know how. And that's a really good call as well. I thought that person was going to sit down in the documentary too. Yeah. 
um, it was really upsetting. And I was happy to then go on a Manti Teo rabbit hole, find that he is married, he has a child, he has found happiness. He ended up making about $10 million in the NFL, which is obviously a lot of money, but that literally would have been his first year salary if he had been picked as he should have been picked. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you know, I'm like a San Francisco 49ers stan, juice check. However, there is a special place in my heart for the San Diego Chargers because they picked him up. I know. And I think it might be the San Diego Chargers time, honestly. The Chargers. The Chargers. I'm a Chargers fan. You know, now that Because it's got used to charging on your iPad instead of mine. Instead of mine. (laughs) Now that I've moved, not that I ever had really allegiances to football teams. Well, I guess we're Cowboys family, actually. But... Um, I guess, like, if we're thinking like that, we're like a New York Giants family. You are. You're from New York too, bitch. No, no, no. But like my family, not you. Like you're my family. Wow, I'm not a member of your family. <laughs> no, but like me, wow. Zach, Moose and Harry. Moose Florida disowns her sister. Wow, Jackie. Wow. Me, Zach, Harry, and Brew are Cowboys family. So you don't consider me a part of you, Zach, Harry, and Brew? Ooh, that's an interesting question. No, I would just lay my life out on the line for any member of your family. But it's okay. True. Okay, cool. you want to be no, a Cowboys it's family? So- it's so good to know where we stand. It's you, so good. I'm do glad. Do you want to be a Cowboys family? The more you know. I'll have to the tell Ben. The more you know. I'll have to tell Ben. Who does Ben root for? Um, Whoever's like in his DMs, you know? 100%. Like whoever follows him. Like I know there's like a guy from Wisconsin, Green Bay, who like Ben is friends <laughs> with. I think they played golf together and they like message all the time. It's the same way, like, but I think, you know, us becoming a part of the Juice Check family, like, that threw a wrench in Ben's plans. I think we're going to have to go out to San Francisco for a game. Like, I'm, like, the way I'm such a 49ers fan, it's not normal. Yeah. I was going to say, like, now, sometimes I'm watching TV, I'm like, am I supposed to be a Dolphins fan or a Bucks fan? Mm, No. I think, uh, I don't really, I think you... I think when it comes to football, you don't bloom where you're planted. Got it. But you I think bloom some, where you're born. Some of the other sports are like open for interpretation because like Zach doesn't have a hockey team that he really cares for. So I think we're Panthers fans. Well, um, the Panthers did invite us to a game. And they so uh, brought a teddy bear. They gave it's in like my house. some merch. So I think maybe I see that for you. However, um, the thing about being a New York sports fan, which I'm not, but, like, I keep up, is, like, it's riddled with embarrassment, you know? Like, the Knicks, embarrassing. The Jets, like, kill me now. The one kind of cool thing about New York sports is the Rangers. Like, they are good. They've yeah. always been good. They always will be good. The games are, like, social outings. Like, celebrities always go. So, like, if I were you, I would stick with the Rangers. And, like, I have, like, fond memories of going to Rangers games as a child with our now-deceased father watching Yermir Yager. So when I go to Rangers games, like, I'm always cheering for Yermir Yager, even though I believe he retired about 15 years ago. I'm always cheering for Wayne Gretzky. Who's that? He's a famous Ranger. Right. See, like, Rangers are, like, there's clout. There is clout. Okay, you're right. I'll stick with the Rangers and the Marlins. Baseball, yeah. Mm. But also, we have the Yankees and the Mets. Those are both good, too. Yeah, it's just, you know, things change when you move. This is literally like the morning goal. Like, we're so athletic. We're so athletic. Anyways, all I'm saying is that my allegiances are up for grabs. Okay, well, now that football has started. So maybe I'm a Chargers fan. (laughs) 
Now that football has started, you know, we always like to put in our predictions for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I think we should do it. Okay. You give a team. Was last year the 49ers against the Bucks? Or so the Chiefs? No, am I just making all that up? I feel like Kyle Juszczyk was in the Super Bowl. He was. Uh, no, is the Bengals. Oh, I should know this. Harry Bengals. was born. Bengals versus the Rams. Ugh, okay. Like, honestly, I'm so done with the Rams. Like, I have, like, and maybe it's just jealousy, but, like, I hate everyone who goes to Rams games. I hate everyone who plays for the Rams. Like, I hate, except, sorry, I take it back, like, Kelly Stafford follows me on Instagram. Yeah, I love and her and her husband. She's a podcasting queen. Yeah, I love her and her husband. I just hate like the fans, like the celebrities. It's like you guys like have everything in LA. Like, can other people in the country have one thing? No, and it's like you just got a team. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's like some of us have had teams for centuries and never won. And like you started your team yesterday and you already won. The thing is, I'm actually a Rams fan now because they won the Super Bowl on Harry's day of birth, and that means something to me. Why? Because it's like they were the winners and so was I. And we were all just like having a great day. So I feel a simpatico. Sorry. Like deal with it. Okay. I, it's so hard to separate like players, teams, and then what it means for the country. Cause like generally I don't really like going to LA. I don't like LA as a town. Um, but like the Staffords obsessed, the kids so cute. High school sweethearts, like give me more, like obsessed. So let's make our Super Bowl predictions. I'm going to I'm going with the 49ers like I'm going to be like a good fan like I even watched the game on Sunday when I was in Seattle and they were playing Seattle so I was like in my hotel room rooting against Seattle traitor and Kyle Juszczyk was like it's nice when like the player not to be like so annoying it's nice when the player you know like doesn't suck you know yeah like of course like I'm a C-list celebrity the players who are going to know me stink because they're spending all their time on Instagram. <laughs> Fellow C-listers. Right. So, like, it's nice to have, like, an A-lister in my... That's why, like, I'm a Mets fan. Ben is, like, really good friends with Pete Alonso. And, like, could he be better? I think he's, like, the best baseball player right now. You know who's actually the best baseball player right now making headlines today? Who? Aaron Judge. Tamara's like, son. tied for home runs with Babe Ruth. Wow, really? Yeah, I saw a headline that he's doing things. Um, well... I don't really care. I'm like a Pete Alonso stan. Rookie of the year. Home run derby winner two years in a row. Has his own charity. And, you know, the charity world is so important. Everything. Okay, charity. who's going to win the Super Bowl? I don't know any other teams. Like, I because you I, can't. It has to be East versus West. No, it's like AFC and NFC. And right, because I want to. Wait, you want to hear how psychotic this is and why, like, football is low-key unfair? There's two reasons why football is unfair. One, because, like, if you go into overtime on a football game. Whoever has the ball first, like whoever, it's whoever scores first. Yeah. So whoever has the ball first, like it's unfair. Second why it's not fair is like all the teams don't play each other. Isn't that crazy? Because I was looking for like a San Francisco 49ers game for like a New York team so like I could go and like root on my boyfriend Kyle. And she was like weirdly jealous of Kyle. <laughs> and I'm like, Janice, why are you so obsessed with me? It's like she was a lesbian or something. Um... And they don't play each other. So it's like, how can you really be the best team if you don't play all the teams? Well, you would beat the teams that beat that I know, team. but I don't think that's fair. Okay, take Football it up. Is, it's giving hoax. It's giving Manti Teo. <laughs> that's not helpful to the situation. 
there was a hoax involved. He just wasn't a part okay, of it. Okay, but like when you associate his name with hoax, it's not helping. We need to associate his name with hero, inspiration. Okay, you're giving snowflake energy. Like, <laughs> not at all. You're just like, we're doing the exact same thing that like we were really. No, for against. sure, for sure, for sure. It was also um, a joke. So there's that. Who is going to win the Super Bowl? Why are you asking me? I'm, I'm saying the 49ers. Versus? You said who's going to win. Oh, that's true. Okay. Versus um, um, <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. We had that Super Bowl. so that And is, it can happen again. So it's possible. Yeah. <sighs> for me, for me, but not for me. Who's going to win? You liked the... Um, is there a Utah team? Uh, the Jazz. That's basketball. The Utah Jazz hands? They're yeah. so good this year. No. Um, yeah, I need to do a little more research. Bef- like, I have literally no idea what's going okay, on. Okay, so like hound me and then give no answer. Great. <laughs> Great. Let's dive in. <laughs> I trapped you. Literally. To today's stories. The fast side stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Um, we've gotten our hum button fixed, which is just it's a just, great relief to everyone it's, everywhere. It's muscle memory for me. Just, I know. I'm an athlete. <laughs> um, our is brought to you by Visa. Do you ever g- <clears throat> Do you ever dream of starting something game changing? Then Visa can help make it happen. Maybe it's creating and selling your own customized kicks transforming your dorm into a plushy pop-up shop, or finally going mainstream with your side hustle? You know, for us girlies, it was about starting a morning show that would revolutionize the morning show industry, and then eventually the podcast industry and the digital landscape for all eternity. Whatever your game-changing idea is, whether it's a game-changing idea for new moms, Olivia has a great has she told you about, like, the product she wants to invent, invent for moms? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know if I want to say, because, like, it's actually a good idea, and it doesn't feel like it would be, like, a hard prototype to build. And if you have Visa behind you, you can really do anything. I'm not mm. going to spoil it. I'll ask her first. Um, so if you have a game-changing morning routine, whatever you're bold enough to try, Visa has the power to help bring your game-changing idea to life. Visa. Anyone can change the game. Great. Thank you so much, Claudia. Our first You're story welcome. update from the big story of the week that broke yesterday. Um, Adam Levine and Bahati Prinsloo are spotted together for the first time after affair allegations in photos obtained by Daily Mail on Tuesday. The singer and his pregnant wife were seen picking up their two children from school in Montecito. Levine, who was all smiles, sported a red band tee and black shorts, while Bahati wore a white t-shirt with her hair in a bun. The two of them were smiling and clearly putting out the signal that all is well over here. Right, because, like, how have they gone without being paparazzi'd for years? I've literally never seen a picture of them being paparazzi'd, and now there's, like, a big scandal, and that paparazzi just happens to capture them. Well, and also, it's, like, now they're interesting to the paparazzi, so maybe, like... But they're still A-list, like... Maybe there was genuine interest, but, like, Adam Levine picks his kids up from school with his wife. Right. It only takes one parent to pick up a kid from school. Let's yeah. just be real. But they want us to know that they're fine. We are now up to four women coming forward with oh. uh, flirty allegations, allegations of misappropriate behavior, inappropriate behavior. Are all the allegations just texting or is there any physical So stuff? far, I'm just seeing messages. But I guess like the messages are easy to prove. Right. He had said to someone, like, you're so much more beautiful in person, like, meaning they had met in person. 
Ooh, yeah. Did you also see Emily Ratajkowski? Yeah, that's our next story because that's okay. a uh, conversation. So the girly who made the initial allegations made a second video and she was like, I feel like I have like so much to say because my first video I was like really flustered. Basically like an, a tabloid had emailed me that they were running the story and I wanted to get out in front of it and I realized like I left a bunch of gaps in my story. The main one being that I was told he was separated. Um, and whether or not that's true, I'm not sure, but she just kept saying in both of her videos that she had was that she was new to LA. Like as if that's some sort of excuse, like I uh thought his wife passed away. Like there was like why did like the way that she kept saying I was new to LA, like that's not a thing. It's not a different planet. No, and like I don't live in LA, but I know Adam Levine is married to Bahati Prince Lou. And, and, and I don't live in LA, and I know that you're really not supposed to see someone who's married. It's like kind of an unethical, you know, it's, a, it's the crossing of a line. Yeah. I mean, I guess what she might be trying to say is that she's new to town, doesn't know a lot of people. If this person takes an interest in you, it's hard to be like, oh, no, Adam Levine, I'm not interested. Like, No, for sure. And that's what we were saying yesterday. It's like, both parties are responsible, but we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that there's a power imbalance when it's someone significantly older, more powerful, and more famous than you. Like, you're swept up in it. And so it takes an extremely strong person to turn down a situation like that. I'm more interested in um, someone was reaching out to her, going to expose the story, and that's why she came forward. Because for me, it's like, she came forward with this. Nobody, like, prompted, asked, whatever. And she's like, looking for sympathy it feels like when she was a mistress <clears throat> right but if it's if she came forward because it was going to come out then that's would explain that well Did she i get can't any imagine i don't but I, that i don't want to say like that's not true or whatever but like it feels like she came forward because of this most recent message about the baby named sumner well, that's true. But I also can't imagine whatever tabloid was going to expose the affair would have painted her in a more slight than she painted herself. Like, she just did herself no favors in that video. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she was being derogatory towards Bahati. Like, a bit like she couldn't even say her name. She was giving her, like, making herself out to be the victim when she didn't really paint a good picture in terms of details as to why we should see it that way. Right. She just did herself no favors. So she might, honestly, she might as well have just let the tabloid do it. Right. So what else did she put out in her, in her second video? Any other? Just that she was new to LA. She was under the impression that they were separated. When she found out that that was not true, she ended it. Um, yeah. Can I tell you how I see it? Yeah. I feel like Bahati doesn't care. Like, I feel like sometimes when, and, and we see this all the time in Hollywood, like if you want to be married to a rock star, the rock star does rock star things. And that's just like uh, some piece you have to make. And maybe like, I'm sure they have a good loving relationship when it's the two of them. He's also said in interviews, like monogamy isn't natural. So that has to be like a philosophy that she subscribes to as well. And of course, it's like always embarrassing when your extracurricular activities are put on blast to the world. But like her going and doing school pickup with him and like putting on smiles is like, I don't know if she thought ever that she was in a monogamous relationship. That's a really, really good point. And I like that. However, I think in arrangements like that, the understanding has to be like, 
you can do this, but you can't embarrass me. Like you have to be, you can't be messy. And I'm sorry, like multiple Instagram model messages. Like that's the definition of messy. Like if you want to have affairs in Hollywood and keep them low key, like there's a way to do it. There's a certain type of girl who is like, you know, built for that. And girls who are Instagram models and have only fans and like are, are always like chasing some sort of fame. Like that's not the type of girl you, you would responsibly have an affair with. Yeah. So maybe she's mad at him for the way that he went about yes. it. But I, I, I just don't feel like this is that crushing to their relationship. Right, not the infidelity. It's not like she packed up her things. We've got moving trucks across the street. No, they're going to pick their kids up from school. Like, I don't know that how much of this was new information for her. No, I actually love that perspective and I'm going to choose to see it that way because they're definitely they're like indie cool, not like other couples like I totally see them like being okay with one another. I mean, doing it when someone's pregnant like is a little fucked up. But, you know, there's this couple on TikTok who has an open relationship and I don't follow them, but their content is always being served to me. And um, they talk a lot about like how they're in an open relationship. They tried monogamy for a few years. They hated it, but they do maintain the monogamy when the woman is pregnant. And I feel like that's fair. That's fair. But it's not like this is coming out while she's pregnant. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know how much happened while she's pregnant. Trails, trails. That's so true. So I don't know. I just feel like celebrities, they're not like other folks. And like Adam no, Levine. Celebrities, they're not like us. Adam Levine is a bona fide rock star. Like, yeah. I just feel like that's what rock stars do. And like, if you're married to one, there's some sort of understanding, especially if you're the next day being chipper and, and saying all is well yeah. here. No, you're so right. And I could also see Bahati like wanting to have a boyfriend on the side. Like, she's literally so cool. Yeah. I, I used to get her so confused with Lily um, Aldridge. They, and then they're both married to rock stars. To rock stars, yeah. Lily Aldridge is married to the lead singer of Kings of Leon, which is, like, so cool. Yeah. Like, it's funny how Adam Levine is a rock star, but I wouldn't say Maroon 5 is so cool. No, and I wouldn't say Maroon 5 is a rock band. Yeah, but I did like, speak to Dana about how girls this... Girls like you, but, like, that's not rock. Right. Dana said that she's very disappointed in Adam Levine, but she'll still be going... she's his number one fan. She'll still be going to a Maroon 5 concert. Yeah, no, I don't think, like, this takes away from the fact that, like, it's a banger, you know? Banger season. She will be loved. Yeah. And if they're fine, I'm fine. Like, I love when people get, like, so bent out of shape about, like, celebrity things. And then, like, the celebrities, like, don't fucking care. Yeah. Like, Emrata's making TikToks. Like, I'm trying so hard not to lose my shit. Like, as if she's Bahati. Right. Well, let's get into our next story. Because Emrata is weighing in on Adam Levine's scandal amid her split with Sebastian Bear McClurd. No, that's not what's jarring about the situation like for me why this is newsworthy is because the tiktok she's responding to was made by fellow celebrity sarah foster yeah no it you mentioned that tiktok yesterday where sarah foster is like what about the women who are cheating on with sleeping with married men like what about them like it's just as much their fault like <clears throat> emma radikowski then uh, stitched that video with one of her own saying um I don't understand why we continue to blame women for men's mistakes, especially when you're talking about a 20-something-year-old woman dealing with men in positions of power who are twice their age. The power dynamic is so skewed, it's ridiculous, it's predatory, it's manipulative. If you're the one in a relationship, you are the one who's obligated to be loyal. Okay, so I agree with what Emrata said. Like, 
in this particular scenario, like there's totally a power imbalance. And I don't know if it can be judged the same as like every other infidelity. But I feel like the the statement that she made where it's like it's on the per it's on the person who's in the relationship to keep the relationship. Like if it's not gonna be, you know, Sumner Stroh, it's gonna be someone else who's gonna fuck Adam Levine. And I just don't agree with that, like whatsoever. Like we all have a obligation to wake up every day and not be a piece of shit so I don't know if I necessarily agree with that and I feel like when you're talking about like the other woman and like not placing any blame on the other woman um M. Rada is like her thing is like she empowers women and I just feel like that that literally empowers women to be weak like I don't agree with that statement whatsoever and it's like the way that M. Rada looks at it it's like women aren't equal to men like they're not smart enough or strong or, or strong enough like because they could always be, you know, whisked away Taken by a man. Of. And it's it's a power imbalance because one's a man and one's a woman. Like, she's literally, like, that's literally just saying, like, women are weak. And, like, like women aren't capable of making decisions for themselves, having agency, and any time, like, a woman makes a mistake, right. like, it's because they were placed in a situation that they could And I feel like thinking, like, like, that line of thinking, it's, like, damaging to women. Like, yeah. Actually, I can make my own decisions. Like, I am strong. I am powerful. And I don't want special treatment because I'm a woman. Like, that makes me feel weak and actually not equal to men. Yeah. No, you need to, like, hold women accountable. Yeah. Like, if a woman, a woman fucks up, I feel like a lot of the time, and, like, I love this queen more than anything, and this is just, like, a totally random example that's not really a good example. But, like, and she's finally started to lean into the jokes about her not being able to read Leah Michelle. Mm -hmm. But like the last time she commented on it, she was like, well, I don't know if people would be saying that if I was a woman. I mean, if I wasn't a woman and like that fucking line of thinking and that just line that makes us weak. I'm sorry. It does. Because no, it makes no and, fucking and sense. And that line for me, like you lose all credibility. Like if you, Wait, really, you have, you're wrong. You're no. And you're just like, it's so fucking lame. Although it's just, that's not to say that there aren't situations where like, someone is being treated differently in the press or like a rumor or a conspiracy theory because they're a, a woman. I don't think that that's something that doesn't happen. It happens all the time. But like when you're just randomly pulling it out of your ass, like, well, I'm a woman. It's like, oh, you have nothing else to say. <laughs> you have nothing else to say. That's what it is. So I just like kind of feel like in her quest to empower women, um, M. Rada is depowering women. Honestly, like I don't, the way she describes womanhood, like doesn't make me feel strong. She's like, it makes me feel like I need special care. She's infantilizing them. Yes. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that version of feminism. And I feel like that's like the new wave feminism where it's like, I think like OG feminism is like, bitch, we just want to be equal. Like, let us have our jobs. Let us do the same. Let us get paid the same. And it's like weirdly taken on this like, Women need special protection. Well, that's actually not equality. Yeah. And that's my feminism 101 of the I day. just think Emrata is immensely projecting her situation onto this. Yeah. She hasn't really spoken about what's that's gone true, on I with forgot. her. I feel like she's using this as a vessel to share her thoughts. And clearly, she's so only mad at her ex-husband, Sebastian Bear McClurdia. Like, and that's fine for her and her situation. Who knows what he was doing? Maybe there were like multiple women. She can't be busy holding all those women accountable when it's just like the one common denominator and that's him. But <clears throat> speak on that, you know, not this situation, yeah. which is which is very different. And that's also not to say that when someone has an affair, the husband and the mistress are 50 50 to blame like there's definitely more blame to put on the person who's married but we are all human beings and like we all should do our best to be good people 
and knowingly having an affair with someone who's in a relationship like that's not something like a great person does yeah and if we're always just focusing on the other person who definitely right. more wrong yes but it takes two to tango it takes two people to destroy a marriage it really does or a relationship and i just don't and i i can't stress enough how like adam levine is majorly to blame in this situation and this isn't even a good example because there is a power imbalance but I think when you're discussing like affairs in general I think we all just need to sit down and watch the other woman yeah because that film really that that empowers women it does but then at the end of the day you don't blame the other woman because in that situation the other women did not know right they were being lied to they weren't googling their mans right their man wasn't famous you know So he said, hey, I'm a single guy. I live in Connecticut. Oh, how great. I just met this great single guy. Yeah. And once they found out, they joined Team Woman. Team Woman. Which is, that's really kind of the lesson, is that we should all watch that film. (sighs) Agreed. And that's really all I have to say. So. I'm just, in the future, like, do not treat me special because I'm a woman. I really, I don't want it. I hate that shit. I hate that shit too. It's like, it's embarrassing for, for like our gender. Like we are just as capable. And like, that's what the whole point is, you know? So why are we being treated different? And insisting on different treatment. Right. Cause we're women. Like, no. Uh, well, it depends on the situation, but yeah. Of course. This is like a very nuanced conversation. I'm sure people are going to like want to kill us. And it's, that's, it, every situation is different and should be treated as such. I don't think like blanket statements are helpful here. Yeah, but... Even though I just made about 11. But the one where if someone, like, is relying on, it's because I'm a woman. I hate that shit. Yeah, that's... You've ran out of options. No, like, you literally have nothing else to say, and I'm just going to consider you wrong in this situation. Yeah, wrong, can't admit, like, your part, and just... When it feels so out of Dragging field, all women like, into this. Yeah, like, leave us alone. Even <laughs> though there are situations where that is a true answer. Yeah. I do believe that. Yeah. Like you think like the backlash someone is doing is like the backlash someone is getting is like so like beyond what it should be. And like other men have done this, have done the same thing and there wasn't even remotely that much backlash. Like then that makes me think. Okay. So like I said, it's a case by case situation. I don't really feel like blanket statements are helpful. Agreed. Are you ready? Even though I've made it quite a few. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? Is it the next story that's brought to you by Upside? Yes. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really, truly hurts. And that's why we started using Upside, an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or times out. Because with every purchase, we are earning cash back thanks to Upside. So you can use Upside anywhere. For me, I've had the most success using it at the grocery store because all I spend my money on consistently every day, every minute of every day is food. Um... I've used it and it totally works. It is a no-brainer. So to get started, you download the free Upside app, use our promo code TMT5 to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you'll claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with your credit or debit card, and then you'll just get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week, and that's why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app. Use promo code TMT5. So that's TMT as in the morning toast. 
number five, TMT5, to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more in cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code TMT5 on the free Upside app available to download now. Great. Thank you. Our next story, Selena Gomez is shedding tears in My Mind and Me documentary trailer. She says, I wouldn't change my life. So Selena Gomez is giving fans an intimate look into the highs and lows of her life since achieving stardom. On Tuesday, Apple TV Plus released the trailer to her upcoming documentary titled My Mind and Me, which spans over the past six years of her life. In the teaser trailer, fans see the actress on several different occasions where she's smiling, laughing, and many where she's bursting into tears. She also shared the trailer on her Instagram, writing, My mind and me, we don't get along sometimes, and it gets hard to breathe, but I wouldn't change my life, out November 4th. I feel like this is the perfect time for Selena to be releasing a documentary. You know, I love a celebrity documentary. I also love one that doesn't feel like you're, like, promoting something or it's like a short period of time, like six years. Like that's enough for me to see the whole picture. And we all know Selena like went through a really dark period a while ago. And I believe six years ago was probably like the tail end of that and her journey like coming out of it. So um, I think it'll cover a really interesting time in her life. And I hope we get like snippets of Taylor Swift. And I'm like, I'm in my Selena era. Like I'm ready for this documentary. I might not have been ready for it two years ago, but I'm ready for it now. I'm ready for it now. And we always say like, I feel like a good time for a person to make a documentary is when it feels like they have some answers, not all the answers, but like a chapter is closed. You know, there's growth. We're not, you're not saying something that literally a year from now turns out to not be true. So I feel like who she is today. Yes. Is... Someone who I want to hear from. Like what you figured some stuff out. Someone who's grown and learned and like, yeah, experienced and tough things. One lived life. Like I think, you know, an 18 year old with a documentary is like Agreed. silly sometimes. Um, especially because like it's what do you have to say? What I mean, there's right. some 18 year olds, especially artists who are, are very profound. But just go live your life and then come talk to us. Like, don't worry about us yeah. right now. Uh, No, I agree. And Selena's not really the type of celebrity who like has really shared anything personal with us in the last six years. Yeah. I feel like we know a lot about her music and we know a lot about Rare Beauty and she's like a big mental health advocate, but we don't really know like what she's like. Like I feel like she stopped sharing that version of herself a really long time ago. Yeah. Even like her social media is very curated. We, you know, she's not someone who's like doing stories, just like talking to the camera while she's like fucking around yeah so I think this is a perfect subject matter for a documentary I'm excited to watch it so am I um I feel like Apple TV plus is like the type of thing you literally buy for a month just to watch the thing that you want to watch and then they're like struggling yeah like everybody bought bought it for Ted Lasso they binge the whole season they turn it off they buy it again for Billie Eilish documentary turn it off they'll buy it again for this turn it off it's like not there's not like a steady stream of like Premium content. And what's so crazy is like they have everyone's eyeballs. You know, I have to watch Apple TV ads all the time because I have an Apple TV. When I turn on my Apple TV, like they're showing me promotions for shows on Apple TV. Right. And still, I'm like, you could keep it. Yeah. Keep it. Keep it. I'm so good. But thank you for the offer. Very, very kind of you. Genuinely appreciative. But it's not for me. No, thank you. But I will will subscribe for this. And I'm same. I 
I've, I'm keeping an eye out for Selena recently, and I just I really like what I'm seeing. So um, I'm thrilled. Speaking of Selena, I caught up on Only Murders in the Building, and oh, one, I'm like five episodes behind. I'm not going to spoil anything. One thing I had to mention is that Michael Rappaport playing the police detective was so amazing. He was so good. I didn't, I don't even know if he's an actor. I only know him as like, you know, the Bravo celebrity and podcaster and uh, what's the word? Firebrand. Yeah. But he was so good and so perfectly cast. And that show is so funny because every extra, every ancillary character is someone you know. Cara Delevingne's in it. Jane Amy Lynch. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, Tina Fey. Like every time someone new comes on, it's like, oh, look who it is. Mega it's like, star. Yeah. Um, and... So they really could get anyone, and I love that it was him. He was so good. So his trade is acting. All the other stuff that you know him from is like ancillary. Like he is an actor first and foremost. He was on uh, a brief stint on Friends where he also played a cop. That's kind of like his thing because he's like so New York and he yeah. talks like this and he's from Queens and Brooklyn and New York. And him playing a cop is so natural. And I think it was a great casting as well. It made it, I really enjoyed him. You know who I didn't love in it? Who? Cara Delevingne. Like, I agree. I found her to be distracting the whole time. I was just oh. like, what? Are you following at all what's going on with Cara Delevingne? I am. And it's very it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah. She's been exhibiting some like erratic behavior in public recently. Um, and I think people were just like chalking it up to like her being like a crazy party girl, like not really anything that serious. Um, and some footage was released like last weekend of her outside her house, like looking and acting really um, out of sorts on the phone, kicking around. Her hair was all crazy. Margot Robbie went to her house. Margot Robbie was photographed leaving her house in tears. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on, but like justice. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's not funny either. Right, which is why I haven't really spoken about it there's not much to say other than like I really hope that she gets the help that she needs the pictures of her like at the airport she was like supposed to get on Jay-Z's plane she's barefoot she didn't get on the, like they wouldn't let her on the plane or something uh and then nice. she's like on the phone and it's just it's really sad yeah and I feel like you know, it's kind of been like a, a known thing that she's just like a party girl who likes to have fun. Like she's been photographed, you know, outside her house and she had like a bag of cocaine fall out. Um, I don't think anyone was ever at the point, not that like you're not supposed to be worried about someone who does cocaine, but like it's a thing in Hollywood. It's like a party thing. I don't think anyone was ever really actually like worried about her. Um, now it's just to a point where like it's overly concerning. Yeah. I also, um, she has a collab with the Karl Lagerfeld brand that just came out. I follow them on Instagram and like the stuff is so cute. They had a launch party at Fashion Week and like she wasn't even there. Mm. It's just, I I think it's a really bad situation. I know and I hope like the people close to her are reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what's so crazy is like everything that she does professionally, like success. Oh, I'm gonna, I think I'll be a model today. Number one model in the world. I'm done with it. I want to be an actress. Yeah. Number one actress. Like, whatever she decides to do professionally, like, she's really uh, successful at. I just didn't love her in the show because the whole Me time either. I was, like, just curious about her offline friendship with Selena Gomez. Yeah, 100%. And just really quickly, back to what you said about, like, her just deciding to, like, do things and then she excels to the top of it. I think that's in part because, like, once you're selected as, like, a muse of Karl Lagerfeld, like, the world is your oyster. Yeah. And she comes from like a very wealthy aristocratic family. Yes. Like 
the opportunities for her are endless. Like the connections are endless. The ones that she made just growing up, then the ones she made in modeling, then the ones she made in acting. Like she can really do whatever she wants. Right. And I also think that as you stated, like she's this fun party girl. I think people really like her, like, like being her. around her. I think she has a really big personality. I think so too. I think she has like that energy that like people just want to be around. Like she's charismatic. She's funny. She must be like a great people connector. Like yeah. she's a good, like she's a girl you want to be friends with. Yeah. And I just really, I'm wishing her well. Yes, same. Uh, and so Selena Gomez's documentary, check it out November 4th, two days before my birthday. Oh, uh, what, a, what a day. What a day. 30th birthday. It was his 50th birthday. So crazy. What are you going to get me? I have not even thought about it. I didn't even get Ben an anniversary gift last week. Yeah, but like I'm easier to shop for than Ben. Yeah, no, because like for you, um, I just need to take out a mortgage and then I'll be able to find something that you like. No, it's the thought that counts. Oh, okay, cool. You know it's the thought that counts for me. Yeah, no, but and for Sometimes me, like... you the just th- don't want to think for about me, it, though. For me, the thought is the hardest part. I know. Like, so I'd rather just throw money at the problem. You'd rather take out a mortgage. Yeah, no, I'll have to think about something. If anyone has any good ideas, message me. Oh, and I was just thinking, what did I get you for your birthday? I really went all out, so... What did I get? I forget. The art. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, you did really go all out. So I'm earning some goodwill points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Okay, you ready for our next story? Well, I am traveling down with Theo for your 30th birthday, so like that's partially this my gift. It helps. It helps. Okay. It's all to the good. It's all to the good. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Anna de Armas went to Marilyn Monroe's grave to ask permission to film Blonde. Anna de Armas revealed she and the crew behind her upcoming movie Blonde visited Marilyn Monroe's grave in L.A. and asked her permission to film her life story. She said in an interview, quote, we got this big card and everyone in the crew wrote a message to her. Then we went to the cemetery and put it on her grave. We were asking for permission in a way. Everyone felt a huge responsibility and we were very aware of the side of the story we were going to tell. The story of Norma Jean, the person behind the character, Marilyn Monroe. Who was she really? Also, it's been reported that there was a supernatural vibe on the set of the movie. They said that they believed Monroe's ghost would also throw things off the wall sometimes and get mad if she didn't like something. I, quote, truly believe that she was very close to us. She was with us. Uh, the director agreed and said it definitely took on elements of being like a seance. <laughs> Let's start with the first part. They asked permission to the grave of Marilyn to do this movie. Like for me, this is when I just can't deal with people in Hollywood, people in Hollywood. are so not okay They're so self-important like honestly I really cannot even dignify this story with comment seriously my official comment is no comment like for real okay seriously. but here's leave Marilyn alone here's what I want to ask you like do you think the ghost of Marilyn Monroe was on the set letting them know what yeah, she liked I do no I really do yeah I feel like this is the sort of thing that they're saying to get buzz around the movie. Oh my God, Marilyn's ghost. She was there. I got to see it. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just picturing the trolley of actors, camera operators, directors, producers, PAs, craft services, the trolley pulling up to this old cemetery, 
then play a one card, big Hollywood budget. You couldn't even bring flowers, just one motherfucking card. Placing it and then they're being like, oh, we feel her. This is literally like Hollywood delusion. I can't with these people. People are, and this is just like a general statement, I think, on the status of society. People are not okay. Yeah, deeply unwell. And to think that we want to hear this. Okay, maybe like, if I may, like maybe you're playing the most iconic really woman in the last century, it's a overwhelming thing. And you want to make sure you're doing her justice. So maybe personally, you're like praying to the ghost of Marilyn, like whatever, making sure like she's okay with everything that you're doing. But to think that we want to hear about it and like we think that this is no. normal. And to think that you're the first and only movie to ever be made about Marilyn Monroe, like this isn't like the and official. They're, like, they're trying to say like Marilyn sanctioned this movie. Right, no, it's literally, this is like PR goblins. Like, it's, I don't like it's this. It's ghost PR. Yeah, it's using, like, sorcery for press. Yeah. And I'm not buying it. No. And this is making me think low of everyone involved. Agreed. And now I'm thinking that 14-minute standing ovation was just a hoax, too. Maybe it was Marilyn getting everyone up out of their seats. Woo! Spooky! It is quite spooky, though, don't you think? No, I'm not spooked at all. In fact, I've never been more calm. But maybe it was, they were getting confused. Maybe it was just the ghost of Sneetch's past. That has happened to me before, she where I think it's Marilyn Monroe, but it's just the ghost of Sneetch's past. <laughs> she has been known to go to movie sets and throw things off walls. Ooh, spook. Spooky season is almost upon us. We have got to start the, thinking about what we're going to do for Toast to Ween 2022. I presented an idea that's a decent backup idea. It's a decent, it's a great backup, but I do think we can do something slightly more relevant. Yeah, no, I think so too. Uh, we'll just have to put our thinking caps on. I already yeah. know what my personal costume is going to be. I've started ordering some things for my... F- Are you going to go... Uh, trick-or-treating in the neighborhood I think so but also you know like to get dressed and take pictures and yeah yeah, yeah. all that um and all that jazz so if you're like want to get dressed with my family I think we could come up with a part for you well I am gonna be at your house for about a week for toast to ween we're gonna be together and then your birthday's the next weekend so I'm just gonna stay with you for that week so make sure my make sure my quarters have been properly prepared I will and if you want to send any costumes down here yeah Oh, so I guess I'll be able to go trick-or-treating in the nave with you. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I'm so ready for Halloween. Like, the way I fucking die for Halloween candy. I know. And I know it's available year-round. It does not taste the same. No, and it's like, why would you have candy year-round? And don't get me wrong, like, being in the city for Halloween, like, it sucks. Like, there's really no, like, trick-or-treating. But the fact that every residential or corporate building you walk into, like, does have a big bowl of candy in the lobby, like, that is worth its weight in gold. No, and in my building, like, they like they put that bowl out early. They leave it till late. Like, and I don't know if I was the only one continuing to eat all the candy, but I didn't feel like I missed out because I lived in New York. Like, I always lived in a building that respected the art of Halloween candy. My current building does not respect the bowl. And I think for the last two years, I've said I'm going to purchase a bowl and just like be the one responsible. And I never remember, but I'm doing it this yeah, year. Yeah, just go on Amazon, like buy it now. It'll be ready. What if you just? But my building is like so fucking like fancy. And like, they're going to be like, this bowl is not from Pottery Barn. Like literally the, I walked out of my apartment last night to uh, pick up my dinner and I saw the mayor of New York. And what'd you say? And I, and I gave him a smile. And then he turned around and I went like this. <laughs> that's me. Like, I'm a two-faced bitch, like, social climbing star fucking whore. And that's why me and the mayor get along, because he and I have that in common. <laughs> totally. 
that like literally the, the mayor like that is exactly what i would do like i can't even blame him for like being like a party no, boy he's like not same. interested in city things not no interested. who the fuck would be not Look interested around. in like, the job interested in the celebrity status is he the greatest mayor we've ever had no is he the most relatable <laughs> yes I get it, Eric. I do. I really do. Like, I would also want to go to all these members clubs, like the new members club, Amon. Have you heard of it? No. It's like the Amon Hotels. Okay. They now are member membership clubs. It's actually uh, sickening. I've walked past it. It smells amazing. Are you going to join membership, it? The membership fee is a lowly, it's, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 grand. You got to put up 500 grand that you get back when somebody buys your membership back. But it's like collateral because I guess like maybe a bunch of people can afford 25 grand, but not that many people can afford 500 okay. grand. Okay. And what does this club get you? It's a membership club. I think they have like spa, gym, restaurant, bar. And then I think you also get like preferred treatment, premium VIP treatment if you stay at any of the Amon properties, like the Amon Giri, Amon in Turks and Caicos. 500,000 to get like an upgrade, a room upgrade? Like, no, literally. You should be getting free, like, that should cover the rooms. Like, no, I know. That's insane. I know, but like, you will catch me walking past it. I've actually walked past it many times. Um, like, I'm going to sneak in. Like, I want to go. Wow. Let it keep if us I could posted. Just, I'll put together a GoFundMe for the 500 grand. And everyone gets paid back when I lose my membership eventually. For talking about it on this show. 100%. First rule of Amon. Don't talk about Amon. First rule of all these clubs. And it's like, yeah. let's talk about it. No, totally. It's Totally. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? The final story. Yeah, I am. In unlikely Real Housewives news, John Hamm is calling out Erica Jane over her earrings drama. Quote, they were never yours. Unexpected crazy. Housewives fan John Hamm called out Erica Jane for her hesitation to give back the 750,000 diamond earrings her estranged husband Tom gifted her with allegedly stolen settlement funds. He said, you just want to shake her and go, honey, they were never yours. Give them back. Ooh, he then not questioned the whether the earrings are valued at 750000 or $1.3 million, but he reaffirmed that she should give them back. Oh, that's a fair question. Is it seven fifty each? No. So they were originally valued at seven fifty, purchased back in 2007. However, their worth has since increased, plus inflation. Right, right. They're probably over a million dollars now. Yeah. It just can't feel good. Like, obviously, Bravo fans are fucking brutal They'll eat you alive. But like you get used to it. To have two A-listers back to back coming at you, calling you evil, like that's rough. Yeah. I can't believe John Hamm watches Housewives. I mean, I guess like when you're so famous, like you really don't work that much, you know? Yeah. You have a lot of free time. So John Hamm, it's confusing because he was Don Draper, who's the most serious man alive. But like John Hamm is like a goof. Uh. Do you remember his character in 30 Rock? Yeah. And also in um, Kimmy Schmidt, he's the reverend. Yeah. Oh, my God. Obviously, him and Tina Fey have, like, a great relationship. Yeah. But he's just, like, a goofball. And it's always disarming when you find it out because he's Don Draper. No, that's such a good point. And that's, you know what? He's a good actor. I would agree. And he's a very handsome. I would agree. And he's got a big dick, too. And he's funny. And he's smart. F funny, smart, big dick. Like, seriously, is he single? Let's look. 
Do you ever you remember that picture of him in the gray sweatpants? People were shooketh. I'll go to that next. He had a third arm. <laughs> Stop, I'm not okay. John Hamm has a girlfriend. So I'm sorry. You don't have a, a dick that big with no girlfriend. Yeah. And then his John Ham. <laughs> John Ham. Gray sweatpants. sweatpants. Did it come up in the Google? No, it like, didn't. Okay, wait. Images. Maybe just Google John Ham penis. Maybe he wasn't wearing sweatpants. Yeah, because he's wearing like cargos. Yeah, there was like one picture where his dick was yeah, swinging I, right I, and left. Like. Penis takes its owner out for a walk. <laughs> Gawker. <gasps> that's funny that that is funny <laughs> you okay that's fucking funny so that's what you needed to know about john ham today um, and and it's just funny that he has a big dick and his name is john ham like that's literally the name of someone with a big dick john ham yeah also beverly hills is on tonight it's shit's going down episode this is the the prince was promised you know post aspen blowout i've seen the clips that are emerging i still believe in a world where like lisa rinna is wants to see kathy go down and is it exaggerating but i'll keep him an open mind yeah no i won't keep an open mind i don't even care what i see i'm team kathy yeah, like, no, i don't care what i see i'm team kathy but mm, i'll hear i'll hear about it um, speaking of hearing about things, we have Dear Toasters, our advice segment, which I just wanted to make a quick announcement before we dive in. We're running low on submissions. So if you haven't uh, written in yet, now's the, this is the chance. Do you think? Toasters at gmail.com. Try and keep it a little brief. Like we can't really read anything that long. Um, just need to know information. We'll totally keep it anonymous. You can write in about anything. Toasters at gmail.com. The same goes for unburden yourselves. Unburden yourselves at gmail.com. Do you think that people are not writing in as much because like we've solved all the world's problems? Right, we, there's no crime before dinner time because all the crime has been resolved. And I want my dinner now. I really, that was me last night. I couldn't even get out of my building. There was like, because UN week, there was like police everywhere. I said, sir, I have to go get my dinner. I want it now. <laughs> and he's like, ma'am, why are you singing in the middle of the street? <laughs> so Dear Toasters is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. And that's why Modern Fertility was created, an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in, the, mail it in with a prepaid label. You'll get personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insights into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, other or important fertility factors. The results are going to go deep into what every hormone means. You can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps and you guys know if you want to do traditional testing at the doctor it can cost over six hundred dollars but modern fertility gets you the same information at a fraction of the cost plus if you go to modernfertility.com toast 30 you can get thirty dollars off your test right now modern fertility is offering our listeners thirty dollars off the test when you go to modernfertility.com toast three zero it's a limited time offer for thirty dollars off which means your test will cost just hundred and sixty nine dollars instead of the hundreds or even thousands it could cost at the doctor's office get thirty dollars off your fertility test when you go Go to modernfertility.com slash toast three zero modernfertility.com slash toast three zero. All right. First up. Hello, Jack Claude. Brass and stress. Brass and stress. Want and Mrs. Boys. 
longtime listener ever since Claude has been posting from the bath. Anyways, I need some advice on a new relationship. I'm dating a man who's 10 years older than me. I'm in my 20s. He's in his 40s, but it's not the age difference that's an issue for me as we are really simpatico and are of equal maturity. He's definitely he's by definition a pjom. He does things like randomly bring me coffee in the morning, brings me to work early in the morning before he has to be up. He even brings treats over for my cat. We have a lot of similar interests and we get along great. And he recently told me that he's in love with me. My only concern is that he's been married not once, but twice before. He's been very transparent with me about why both marriages ended and what went wrong, and he seems to have really grown from it. The first marriage, he was very young. He didn't choose someone he was compatible with, and they were both very unhappy. The second, he ended up being with someone who needed a lot of support and looking after and ultimately ended with her cheating on him. My question is, do you think this is a recipe for disaster given the past, or should I give this pajama a chance? Sincerely, a trepidatious toaster. I don't think so. I think at 40-something, like... That tracks, I think, right. uh, to me, it would be a bigger red flag if he's 40-something and never been married. Never. Um, if he had only the one young marriage, that's still, like, almost 15 years of him having been single. Like, this is a man who wants to find love, like, and he's not going to stop until he does. Okay, he struck out twice, like, but he's back up at the plate. I respect it. It shows perseverance and strength. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I think that that's just the what you get when like someone is older they've lived and that's what right you know I also think that like both the marriages he described like those that type of shit does happen like you get married really young and like a lot of times that doesn't work out you know you end up really unhappy because you grow and evolve so that totally sounds like something that could have happened and then literally the next bitch cheated on him like it sounds like he's really just trying his best (laughs) yeah it sounds like he is trying his best and just because he's divorced like it's not, I don't think that's a red flag. No, and by the way, you're 100% right. Like, it would be cause for concern if, like, he'd been, you know, dating for 20 years and never once even got married. Right. Like, that's that's more concerning than being married twice. It sounds like he's really just, like, a, a hopeless romantic. Yeah, no, if you're going to be with an older person, like, they have history. And yeah. as long as... I wouldn't let it bother you. I wouldn't you. let it bother you either. Also, I mean, you never know what actually happened. There's two sides to every story, whatever. Right, right. Um, but at the end of the day we can agree that the, they weren't compatible matches. Perhaps right. you guys are compatible. And like, I think that's fine. And also you get all the perks of a mature man. He brings mm-hmm. your cat treats. He's thoughtful. He gets up early in the morning and drives you to work. And there's, you know, pros and cons, pros and cons. to everything. You get the maturity. So true. You also get the history. So true. I think it's fine. I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. Everything sounds great. Kosher. But it's a fair question. Yeah. And I'm sure like, it's maybe not what you saw for yourself. Right, right. Being the third wife. But write a book about it. The third wife. Be a bestseller. Take your power back. Take your power back. <laughs> Jackson Claude, help. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep this anonymous for my own well-being, LOL. But my mother-in-law is obsessed with my partner's exes. Ugh. To give you some context, my boyfriend and I live together and have a two-year-old daughter. But my mother-in-law always comments, posts, pics, loves shit. Wait. Lo- likes pics and loves shit that my boyfriend's exes post on social media. Am I being dramatic or is it normal for me to think this is fucking weird? Do I say something to her? Do I make him say something? It feels like a slap in the face that I'm constantly competing for her approval with his exes. Sincerely, a salty toaster. It's weird. Don't let anyone think any different. It's weird and it's inappropriate. You have a child with this man and you shouldn't say anything because like there's no reason for like you to get involved but your man needs to say something like for real yeah also if it maybe it was just like one ex who she personally connected with and like whatever some people 
hit it off. Connect. But that she's like more interested in exes than his present relationship. It's like, what do you need to break up with him for her to like you? You should right. say that to your man. I like, yeah. Don't, I guess you know. this is on your man to communicate first of all, like first and foremost. And you know what? Just just know that this is a thing about the mother-in-law's character. Like she's never really going to truly fully support you. So don't think for one second that she's your friend and someone you could trust. Like I wouldn't ever confide in her. She sounds like a, honestly a vindictive wench. Yeah. Like you have a grandkid this is next level. and you're yeah. commenting on some ex's Facebook posts. Like they don't want to be your friend. They don't want to be your no, friend. No, it's fucking, I, I bet the exes think it's weird too. Yeah. Everyone thinks this woman's a freak and your man needs to put her in her place immediately if not sooner. <laughs> Agreed. She's like, it, she's honestly slandering the family name by acting like a public wench. It's wenchy behavior and it must be stopped in its tracks. And, and the wenchy behavior must come to an end. <laughs> For but third and final. Oh my God, I can't talk today. Dear Jax Claude Long time listener, first time writer. And let's cut to the chase. I flew across the country to go to my fiance friend, my fiance's friend's wedding, Margot. The night before the wedding, Margot got a little wine drunk and she pulled my fiance Maverick aside and confessed that she wished she was marrying him instead of her fiance. She went through with the wedding, but I'm still feeling uncomfortable about the situation. I'm getting married next month to Maverick and this girl is invited. She has been friends with Maverick for 10 plus years. I feel uncomfortable bringing it up again or approaching her about the situation. Do I say anything or uninvite her from the wedding? From a conflicted toaster. Well, I want to know how you found out about this. I'm, I'm going to assume that your man told you, which means you have a good man on your hands. And you really don't have anything to worry about because if he had even like the smallest inkling of love for her, he never would have told you. Yeah, this is messed up, but I'm just like trying to put myself like in the situation to th see what I would do. And it just like would depend on her. Like, is she like a, what she looks like? Is she a threat? Is she a threat? Or 100%. Is she just like very sad and maverick? No, is, like, by the way, <laughs> I love where your head is at. Um, and not a, not that we should be judging people by how they it's look not or like how they looks, act. It's a whole package. It's you know, is she Vibe. this like confident, vibrant person who people just want to be around and like who like really could, could steal, steal your, man. your man? Who could steal even the, there's a, there are women out there who could steal the Pope from the church, like even the most committed, faithful man. Like there are women who are so charismatic, confident, stunning, can do things with their pussies. Like there are women out there that, that can bit. steal even the most faithful men. But then there are also just like some sad sacks out there who pose absolutely no threat to your relationship and have been loved with the same man since, you know, 10 years ago. And we should, you know, we should invite them to the wedding. Maybe they'll meet someone else. Like she's we feel bad for them. Now. Oh, right. So I think you just need to assess the threat level, like not. Use your better judgment on what type of threat this girl like, possesses. Yeah. For real. Because if, if it's not a threat, just whatever. She had like a sad, bad night and. It's not, it doesn't matter to you. Like you're and think about how Maverick. difficult, if she's a sad sack, think about how difficult the night will be for her if she gets uninvited. Like, yeah, but you couldn't do that. That's kicking someone while they're down. If she is that viper of a woman, she's got to keep go. her far, far away. <laughs> Disinvited. And you have a very good reason. Like, I think your, your fiance is not unreasonable to reach out to her and say, vixen, um, you know, given the conversation we had at your wedding, I don't think it would be appropriate for you to be at the wedding. I love you as a friend and I only want the best for you. Get the um, fuck out of my wedding. But uh, please don't show up. Yeah. Assess the threat. That's amazing advice. And that's what you 100% And that's like the real honest truth, you know? Yeah. If, you, like, if you're writing into us, you're not looking for, you know, Hallmark cards. We're going to tell you the truth. Yeah. And the truth is that some women are threatening and some women are not. <laughs> 
And you have to protect your home. Seriously, like you're building a, a life with this man. Ahmed, we're being like so Sarah Foster because it's like, it's on the man not to be with the vixen. <laughs> no, we're... Everything comes full circle. No, but here's the thing. Like you have information. Knowledge is power. If you choose to do nothing about it, like... Who knows what could happen next? That's on you. Yeah. Not that I'm blaming you if anything happens, no, but like, Everyone you know, has a role to play in the great war to come. In their own lives. It's so true. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who was vulnerable with us. I actually think we were quite helpful to all three. Like, that was some good sound advice. And these were manageable situations. And just know, like, if you're going to write in, like, you're not going to get, like, some new image, like, buzzword <laughs> advice. You're going to get advice from, like, your... 97 year old grandma who grew up in a shuttle in Portland and Portland in Poland <laughs> yeah and it's it's around this long for a reason yeah like there's truth and it's harsh but it needs to be said yeah just like everything that we said here today needed to be said because that's the morning toast for you oh just a little um quick content recap I finished Carrie Soto Mm -hmm. four stars taylor jenkins reads she does it again like she's just a, such a pleasant author to read and oh maybe i'll read it yeah it, it just it went by so quickly and it didn't like change my life or anything but it was just good carrie soto is she a character from a previous yes, book that i need to read no so that's what she always does like each of her books like in evelyn hugo evelyn hugo marries mcreva uh, right, McReva is malibu McReva is the father of the main characters in malibu rising in malibu rising uh, the main character, Nina, at one point is married to a tennis player named Brandon who has an affair with Carrie Soto. So she, it. it's always like an ancillary character in the I book like before. So, but you don't need to read the book um, prior. No, not at all. But like she creates her own world. Like in this book, Carrie Soto, like she was on the plane reading an unauthorized biography of Daisy Jones and the Six. Like she self-references oh. all the time. It's cool. That is cool. Um all right, well, thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, The Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. My name is The Morning Toast, a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Wednesday. Don't forget to hump someone you love, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye.